Transferring wealth successfully starts with asking yourself questions that will give your family a better life now and for generations to come. In this podcast, financial professionals John and Michael from Copper Beach Financial Group guide you through eye-opening questions to help you discover the truth about your wealth. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to The Truth About Wealth with John and Michael Preece of Copper Beach Financial Group. John, what's going on? Eric, everything. Everything. Well, that's going to be a Life is good. (laughs) Life is a little chilly here in the East Coast, but it's, uh, it's, it's good. Well, from Gen 2's perspective, Michael, is it really chilly or is he just, you know, Gen 1? <laughs> uh, it's it's getting colder. Yeah, okay. we've, had a, we've had a good a good month so far recording this in November. So it's um, we've had a good a good November from weather wise. But I think it's now starting to starting to turn into fall. Yeah. So. G1 gets a little cold because we're older. Mm-hmm. A little thin, yeah, a little, thinner blood. Yeah, yeah. thinner blood. <laughs> rickety. <laughs> All right. Well, as long as we're going to make it through the podcast, John, I hope you're still here at the end. Um, you have a guest on today. Who did you guys bring on? Yes, we brought on uh, Sean McNiff from Exceptional Risk Advisor. Sean, how are you today? Yeah, doing fantastic, guys. Thanks so much for having hey, me Sean. on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So Sean is the Vice President of Business Development and Marketing with, like I said, Exceptional Risk Advisors. And we're pretty excited to have Sean on. Uh, he was in our office, I think it's probably two weeks ago now. And a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We, I think, immediately said, you need to be on our podcast because what Exceptional Risk Advisors does, and I will let Sean give a little bit of his background and history of the company, but what they do, we think is uh, very, very unique and something that our audience would be very much interested in. So with that, Sean, why don't you give a, just a brief background of yourself and, and your company and what you guys do? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Thanks so much, Michael. So Exceptional Risk Advisors is what's known as a cover holder for Lloyd's of London, probably the most famous insurance market in the yes, world. They are. Yep. I would say the most innovative without doubt. And our job as cover holders for Lloyd's is to you know, really provide capabilities to people in the US who can't really cover their needs with US insurance carriers. So as the Director of Business Development, I've been doing this for about 15 years now. Um, I started just out of college and I've worked my way up and I've seen all kinds of crazy risks from people wanting to base jump to people climbing Everest. To Want to do what? Just base jump. You know, well, jump that, off of, that's an exciting risk. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it's generally at the higher end of the market. So it's not just Joe Smith or you know your average person. We're generally dealing with celebrities that are either tied into a movie contract or have a, a substantial amount of future net worth or future income that they're trying to protect. And they're doing crazy stuff along the way. So I go out and partner with folks like John and Michael to give them access to markets that solve problems U.S. life insurance and disability insurance markets cannot solve. So that's really what what I do day in and day out. And uh, I like to think we have a lot of fun along the way. Yeah, that's I've always I mean, even before I got into this business, I've heard of Lloyd's of London. I think many of our listeners have heard of Lloyd's of London. Can you give a little bit of a background? I don't need to give us a history lesson necessarily, but what what does Lloyd's of London do that's different than your traditional insurance company? Because again, I think everybody has probably heard of Lloyd's at some point, but they have a pretty unique place in the marketplace, I think. Yeah. So they're they're famously known for some of the things they've done with celebrities. So you know, it's public knowledge that they insured David Beckham's legs for over a hundred million dollars. People think about them insuring Bruce Springsteen's voice. 
you know, Gene Simmons tongues, all these, all these like wow. headline placements you'll see, they come out of Lloyd's of London. And the reason that they're able to do business the way that they do it is that they're a consortium of what they call syndicates at Lloyd's. So there are about 80 companies that used to be private wealth that traded the risk, but now it's really public entities, mostly insurance carriers that sit as syndicates and they'll take on risk as a group where a single insurance carrier may not like a risk, the group of insurance carriers may. So just to give you an example, um, the space that I operate in is called the Personal Accident Division of Lloyd's. And it's the, the side of Lloyd's that deals with insuring people. If we have some very large placement that we're looking to, to get done at Lloyd's, and it's something US life insurance carriers don't want to do, we'll bring it into the market. And even if it's very risky, we can bring it to a syndicate that's specialized in that type of risk. And they'll pick up a portion of the risk. They might say, hey, Sean, I'll take the first $5 million of risk, and here's the price on a per million basis. And then we'll bring that risk to the other syndicates until we build up enough capacity to insure whatever it is we're looking to insure. So it's different in the way that we approach a risk. If you look at it in the light of a traditional insurance carrier, where it's just one carrier looking at a risk on paper, not partnering with the other carriers in the US, it allows us to be really, really flexible and get things done that other markets just can't. Yeah, we're, here at Copper Beach, and I think we had a, a great conversation. You were here. We're, we're kind of, in a sense, risk managers as well. Different risks than you cover. We manage tax risk, inflation risk, estate risks, you know, generational risks. So when it, when you went to our study group a couple months ago, you intrigued me because the risks that you discussed with us or that you have available for clients to utilize, we don't usually get into that that conversation. So I thought it was great to have you on to talk about that higher level of risk management for things that we not, you might not even thought of, like insuring Beckham's legs. I mean, that's kind of interesting. Can, can you give us a case study, a recent one that something you insured? You don't have to mention any names of any professionals, but can you give us a case study where it fit made a significant difference to the family or to the individual? Yeah. So, so one of the biggest challenges I have is that everyone's sort of mind goes to that celebrity placement but the reality is more than 50% of what we do is, is sort of surrounding that executive and professional space, especially when it comes to business owners. Right. So if you think about a business owner that carries a tremendous amount of equity in his business, maybe it's you know $50 million of equity that they want to protect in the event, God forbid, somebody becomes disabled or dies within that business. We do a lot of buy-sell funding from a disability perspective, God forbid, you know, one of the partners of a partnership becomes disabled and, the, and the, the business is required, has a corporate obligation to repurchase their shares or their equity value. So that's a big piece of what we do. And just to give you an example, we had a business that we insured probably three months ago now, where it was three equal equity partners. They all had $5 million of equity in the business. So each of them needed $5 million of both buy-sell life insurance because in the event somebody died, right. the corporate obligation was to repurchase their shares on death and $5 million of buy-sell disability insurance, which is the piece that we took care of. If they were to become disabled, they have an agreement in place in their business called a buy-sell agreement that requires the business to repurchase the shares upon disability as well. So you know, you think about David Beckham's legs and how, how important that future income is to someone like that, but the same thing happens to a business owner that might get diagnosed with cancer or gets in a, a car accident or you know, has any of the other problems that you might see with someone's body or someone's mind. So 
that becomes a big part of what we do as well. Now, is that, is that layered on top of their current disability programs they have as individuals or maybe sponsored by the company? Is this extra or is this replace that coverage? Yeah, so there's there's two different things we do with disability. One is income protection. So let's say those business owners make a million dollars each a year. They can go out to U.S. insurance markets and get around twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars per month of income protection. That twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars per month is what I sort of refer to as the cap here in the U.S. and it covers about a half million dollars of income. So if they wanted to protect their future income, we can give them an additional twenty-five thousand dollars a month on top of that replacing about 60% of their, their take-home pay or 60% of their pay, you know, about what they take home. The other side of that is their equity in the business, which is what you're alluding to, John. Right. And you know, in the US markets, there's about $1.5 to $2 million of capacity, but people with equity that exceed that number have to go out to excess lines markets, which are the likes of Lloyd's of London. So we would say, hey, go out and get as much traditional U.S. disability coverage as you can to protect your equity. We'll layer on top of that. And we have capacity that allows us to go you know, well in excess of $100 million per person. So you can protect some of the largest privately held businesses in the country. Yeah, I, I love this conversation because we've talked on prior podcasts about the buy-sell agreement world. We've talked about how to design them and the funding of the buy-sell agreement is always something that when when most advisors or, or even clients, when we work with them, when they think about funding the buy-sell agreement, they most of the time look at that death-triggering scenario. If one of the uh, shareholders or owners passes away, there's a life insurance policy that can help buy out the family of that deceased partner. But very often, we don't see or have the same conversations uh, or, 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 excuse me, see the same resources on that disability triggering event, because that's a whole other ball of wax. And so I, that was a great conversation that I had with you, Sean, because that's not something that we typically see a lot. And so I, I just love having that conversation because it's just an additional resource that our listeners should be aware of. Because again, most business owners, they fund for that death scenario, but the disability scenario is, I don't know the actuarial studies, but probably more, more likely that you sure. get bought out due to disability than you do to death. Yeah. So statistically, it's about three to four times greater that you become disabled during your working years than if, than you are to die during your working years. Right. And and Michael, if I remember it correctly, I think you even mentioned a stat where you know a recent study came out and about seventy two percent of a business owner's wealth is tied up in the equity of their business. So as you're thinking yeah, about yeah. you know protecting your own net worth, if you don't own a business, if you don't have a privately held business. You know, most of the folks we're working with are buying income protection to protect their future projected income. Correct. You know, when you have that business and you have all that equity that you can sell, the way to protect it is by way of funding your buy sell. Yeah, that was a, a statistic we sort of do informally here at Copper Beach, where we look at all of our families and we we can track that as part of our our process with our families is to maintain their balance sheet and we're obviously looking at their businesses and that 72% number tends to be the average percentage value of the business of their overall net worth. So it's the largest asset almost always that our families have in their family. So to protect that is the most important thing that most of our families are concerned about. So yeah, it's a, it's a very important component. Yeah, you and I both know they, they don't think they're ever going to die or get disabled. So they don't pay attention to this until we kind of bring it up in our conversations. But let me ask you a question. Does the, does the average property casualty broker that the, this business owner utilizes understand 
the layering that you do, or is there a sophistication out there that addresses this normally, or is this something that really doesn't occur as often as you might think? Yeah. So, I mean, my, my job is to find advisors who are working with these business owners. And um, I can't tell you how many times I've sat down with a PNC advisor or even a life insurance advisor who didn't address the disability needs inside of a buy-sell agreement. A lot of the, the PNC folks I've worked with oftentimes think that the business owners have their buy-sell agreements in place and funded, funded appropriately, I should say. The problem is what we see most often when we bring these policies in to underwrite them is that the, the clients actually put the agreements in place and then it takes them five, sometimes 10 years to revisit the agreement and the funding mechanisms that they have to preserve their equity are vastly underinsuring what they're worth. So even if you have advisors who, who do have business owners that have buy-sell agreements in place, revisiting those agreements every three to five years is really important because they don't just cover death and disability, but they cover the retirement of the partners that are in the business. They cover things like disqualification. So if somebody goes to jail, how do they handle that inside of the business? And then they really have to be looked at just for valuation, whether it goes up or goes down, they should be looked at every three to five years to make sure that they're adjusting it appropriately. Yeah, we, we constantly see when we look at valuations of a company that you know, we might uh, you know, look at a company value today at $10 billion, but because they're successful and they're growing at 10 or 15% a year, we see a lack of paying attention to that growth to anticipate that additional risk that, that that's occurring. Although you're happy as heck that your business is growing, but you also have to look at it as, as well from a risk standpoint. Would you, would, would you agree with that? You have to look at this all the time and make sure that all that coverage stays secure to the valuations or the growth of that company. Yeah, 100%. And again, it's like, like Michael had said, it's 72% on average yeah. of a business owner's net worth. I mean, it should be looked at. If I'm, if I'm a business owner in that position, I want to at least revisit it once yeah. a year to make sure everything is you know, the way that we want it structured appropriately. If you've got a healthy business, your buy-sell agreement should be buttoned up on an annual basis. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and, and as, a, as, as a state specialist, like which I think we're in that category, when we look at funding out the estate tax issue that families have, from a planning standpoint, Copper Beach's approach has always been, let's do the advanced planning around, reducing that tax as close as to zero as we can. But if there's excess exposure, we usually often recommend a life insurance contract to cover that additional risk that's exposed for that tax. Now, often we go through a lengthy process to get someone through underwriting, trusts have to be created, meetings with the attorney. Sometimes, my goodness, take about six months to a year to get most advanced estate plans in, in place. That's, yeah, that's depending, on, yeah. Uh, depending on what needs to be done, it can take I think the longest that I've seen is maybe close to a year. I think six months is a good barometer yeah. for for the timeline. Yeah, and we, we talked about that. You have a strategy that you can actually ensure accidental death of a client that's in that process to protect that 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 again that process because it takes time to get through. You want to walk. Uh, again, the, the advisors that are listening to it's probably a good thing to understand. But I thought it was a great idea as a strategy to protect that family. You want to walk through that? Yeah, sure. And we do, we do it often. So we have the ability to write accidental death in very large amounts with high limits. So a client can come to you and request coverage be placed within 24 to 48 hours and essentially complete a one-page application, detail the financial justification, what the estate tax is, or they can use 10 times their income as a metric if they want something quickly. 
And we've used that for everything from, you know, families going on African safaris or taking trips where they're going to fly in small planes and they feel uncomfortable, they don't have enough life insurance. Or like you said, John, just for when they're doing the estate plan and they've recognized how big of an estate tax burden their estate has on it. So we can place a policy for 90 days, for six months, for one year. And that gives the clients and the advisors, all of the advisors involved, a little bit of breathing room you know, not to be so worried about, God forbid, a car accident takes place or there's some type of accidental death. We've seen it where business owners sell their business. They have this huge windfall and they've been working so hard for so many years. They actually don't want to sit down and do the full estate planning yet. So they'll put a policy in place for six months right. so they can go travel Europe or go, you know, take their family on a, on a nice long vacation. And I call that the bad date effect. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's super flexible. It's a really nice capability. And we even use it sometimes for, you know, individuals that have some health issues that they're working out. So if they've been postponed and can't get life insurance right away, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll just build a little bridge of accident coverage so that they can get their, you know, sort of get through their postponement or, or resolve some of their issues and go back and reapproach, you know, just traditional life insurance. So what you're saying, if someone's uninsurable on the pure life insurance side, you could still cover the accidental death of that particular person. Am I correct? That's correct. Assuming that they aren't a increased or elevated accident risk. 100%. Yeah. And when I, when I say that, I mean, if, if there's somebody who's, you know, has a severe case of dementia, that person getting behind a, a steering wheel is a real concern to the underwriters at Lloyd's. So something like that would be challenging to write. But sure. you know, we do a lot of cases where, you know, someone has prostate cancer or, you know, an issue that the life insurance carriers postpone them for a year, two years, five years, and they want coverage in the interim. So um, anything where there's not a large elevated accident risk, uh, we would certainly consider it. All right, so it's 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 an underwriting process as, as usual, right? It's just looking at the fact patterns and making a decision on the the amount of coverage and the limits you could use. Yeah, you got it. It's just a lot more streamlined than traditional life or disability insurance. We're asking ten questions generally, just to to ask the knockout questions and collecting some financial justification. Right. Now, the fact we work generationally is there a program that you have? I'm assuming there there, there would be that we sometimes have children in the business working with their parents. Is there any program that benefits that G2 side of things to protect them? Or that's just based on what mom and dad are doing? Yeah, that's a great question. So a lot of times we'll see clients request key person disability insurance on the patriarch or the matriarch of the family. So if if you have a, a business in transition and you know that the G1 is going to start twilighting their career, but they're still paramount to the success of the business. They hold all the relationships. It hasn't been fully transitioned and a death, you know, which would be covered by traditional life insurance or a, a disability, which generally gets picked up by Lloyd's in that case, would derail the value of the business. G2 will purchase key person disability insurance on the leaders of the company until the business is fully transitioned and, they're, and, and, and the matriarch and the patriarch have stepped out. Interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I did. I mean, this has all been really great information, Sean. So I, I think we have a little bit more time. So I'm sure we'll have more questions. But I wanted to thank you uh, for for joining us today. But one thing that I find so interesting in this conversation is the, just the the creativity. I mean, Lloyd's has been around for such a long time, but it, the creativity and the customization around how to protect families and businesses with these types of risks it amazes me because. Most, again, <laughs> advisors or clients or business owners don't know that this exists. And so I, I hope 
people out there that are listening at least recognize that there is an outlet for them to get this coverage that they probably desperately need. We here at Copper Beach always look at the world a little differently. Not that from our perspective, it is where we we always want to try try to find the best advice at every quarter of the globe to bring to our families on any issue possible. So this this just fills a void that we had on the risk management side that we've done work with captives and segregated asset plans out of out of Pets, out of uh, Puerto Rico. I say, I say Pennsylvania out of Puerto Rico to to manage the normal enterprise risk that, that that companies have. But this is a whole different risk that we've never brought to the table. So going forward, I'm going to have this in our quiver to bring to clients. Say, listen, have you t- thought about this exposure that you have? And we have an expert on our affiliate team that can help you through this. So that that's my vision for what this conversation is all about. Like, I don't know if you have any uh, thoughts on that. I think that was a great thought. Yeah, I don't have anything to read there. the today, Eric. I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> well, I'll tell you guys, I, um, I've been doing this for a little over 15 years now. And uh, some of the requests that I've seen cross my desk have been astonishing. I mean, things that I didn't think we could get done, we got done. So, you know, for all of those who are out there listening, if you've got some, some you know, daredevil CEOs or some daredevil <laughs> business that's... owners... You know, those are real concerns for those types of businesses. So, you know, keep the the plain Jane stuff we do in your back pocket because it's stuff we do every day, all day. But yeah, I mean, the exciting stuff's really fun to work on. Well, what's too. the craziest thing you've ever insured or position you ever insured with with someone? Yeah, so I, I had a um, I had a a celebrity that allowed his life insurance policy to lapse, and he decided to take up base jumping in the interim. So before acquiring more life insurance, uh, he went and told his wife, okay, I'm going to start base jumping. It's sort of part of my brand. It's kind of an action adventure type guy. And they wanted to ensure base jumping on somebody who, you know, really hadn't base jumped in the past, done a lot of skydiving, done a lot of other crazy stuff, but didn't have experience with base jumping. And in the request, I also received uh, a second request to ensure him for wingsuit flying. They called it squirrel suit flying in the email. Oh, I see that. That's scary as yeah. hell. When I look yeah. At that. So that's like close. You got to be crazy to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I went back to the advisor and I said, we need the brand of his squirrel suit. We need to know how many times he's going, where he's jumping, what he's jumping off of, all that kind of stuff. And we got that deal done. It costs $5,000 a jump for $1 million of coverage. Uh, he purchased five jumps per year. And then the business that he worked for, he was a key person to that business. They said, wait, what? That's available? Let me get one of those too. So we sold two $1 million policies that literally covered five jumps a year. Yeah, that's interesting. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the challenge with being so customized like you guys do is you, you probably get advisors or clients that put their thinking caps on and say, well, can I insure this or can I, can I do this or how would this work? There's probably yeah, <laughs> like and we, said, we, a lot of stuff coming across your desk. I'm sure we've done some of the folks that that are in the class of the clients you you guys work with. So people who are you know avid race car drivers, they want a personal race car, they want to race it on the track on the weekends. That's not covered under. That, that's Michael on Sunday. On Sunday he was doing that with his car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Michael, you got to call me before you get off. I, I know I should. <laughs> so, but I, I mean, bottom line to everything we talked about today, although fascinating of the different risks you could cover, your basic model is that on the disability side i would think that that's the case right yeah our core practice core is practice in, yeah. yeah individuals with large disability exposures and then specialty life that u.s markets won't want to handle 
Is it typically affiliated with buy-sell agreements or or all the above? Those are just normal disability coverages. All of the above, yeah. So buy-sell okay. agreements are a big part of our practice. Key person insurance, like we spoke about, is a you know ready key person disability insurance for a firm where one person's driving a success. That's a big part of what we do. And then for those with high incomes, I mean, you have executives and professionals that make over a million dollars a year. You have athletes and entertainers who can't get coverage here in the U.S. because of their occupation. All of that falls under our umbrella. That's awesome. Hey, Sean, this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on today and educating us and our listeners. This has been fantastic. Hopefully we'll have you on again soon. And I'm not jumping off any mountain or anything. My pleasure, guys. It's been wonderful. And uh, thank you so much for the partnership. I really value it. I appreciate it, Sean. Always a pleasure. Guys, this has been fantastic. Sean, I've just got a question for you. What if there's a guy who makes his living with his voice, but it's not, you know, doesn't make millions of a year and really doesn't need his face insured or anything? Paper bag will work for that. Uh, What about a guy in my situation? I mean, a guy in that situation. Yeah, I, I would I would assume you can likely get traditional coverage here in the U.S. that will include your voice. Really? Um, but All if right. you get declined, uh, I'd be happy to take a look, and I'm sure there's something Lloyds will put together for you. All right, Sean, I appreciate that very much. Sean, thank you so much for being on the show. Gentlemen, of course, was wouldn't happen without you. This is your show, and I appreciate you letting me be a part of this and learning with the audience. Thank you so much for facilitating this. And, of course, our last thank you always goes to you, listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast with John and Michael Paris. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when John and Michael come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review as this actually helps others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Copper Beach Financial Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Copper Beach Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This material is for informational purposes only. Neither APFS nor its representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please consult your own tax, legal, or accounting professional before making any decisions. Copper Beach is not affiliated with American Portfolios Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolios Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through American Portfolio Financial Services, Inc., a member of FINRA SIPC, Investment Advisory and Financial Planning Services offered through American Portfolio Advisors, Inc., an SCC Registered Investment Advisor. These opinions are subject to change at any time without notice. Any comments or postings are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments. Readers should conduct their own review and exercise judgment prior to investing. Investments are not guaranteed, involve risk, and may result in a loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Investments are not suitable for all types of investors. Copper Beach is an unaffiliated entity of American Portfolios Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolios Advisors, Inc. Any opinion expressed in this forum is not the opinions of American Portfolio Financial Services, Inc., and American Portfolio Advisors, Inc., and have not been reviewed by the firm for completeness or accuracy.
American Portfolios, and Copper Beach Financial Group are not affiliated with any other named business entities mentioned.